page 136. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. High and lifted up. And I heard the voice of a great multitude saying, Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord of heavens. Serve the Lord with of a great multitude saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth.
to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday after the Epiphany is from the 61st chapter of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. This is the word of the Lord. The epistles from the twelfth chapter of Romans. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. This is the word of the Lord. We stand. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone do with wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. The mountains shall bring peace to thy people, and the hills righteousness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Make a joyful noise unto the Lord of ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed, page 141. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended in heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christ of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Our sermon text is from Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. When it comes to sanctification, there are three options. First, there's the teaching of total sanctification. There's a church in the St. Louis area. I drove by it when I was at seminary and it had a big sign on it that said, Jesus completely saves. That is, that there is perfection even in believers. They would say to us, oh, you Lutherans, you only teach how Jesus has forgiveness, but you forget about how Jesus purifies us and makes us holy. You see, they believe that Christians have become perfected and don't sin. Now, that's not true, but personally, I I aspire to a total sanctification. And at times, I might even think that I'm doing so well that I even fool myself. I say things like, well... I can't even think of a single sin that I committed today. But in my own mind, yes, I have the idea that at some point, well, some point I'm going to achieve it. Maybe not last week, maybe not tomorrow, but but someday, we think, knowing that I've continued to fall into sin, the solutions I come up with are usually about changing things. If I could only get that perfect devotional book, well then, if I could only diligently keep that perfect devotional book, or there are things that are getting in the way of my perfection, if I could get rid of negative people, yeah, Uh, if I would stop worrying, if I would just give up desserts or alcohol or movies, then I could do what I think I ought to do. Now, the scriptures do command perfection. At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. However, simply because God commands us to be perfect doesn't mean that we can do it. Jesus told the rich young man who was trying to justify himself, He said, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. But the scriptural command of the law requires nothing but perfection. And James 2 tells us that whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble at just one point is guilty of all of it. So the law demands perfection. However, we cannot supply perfection the perfection that it demands. Even after coming to faith, we are not perfect. Ecclesiastes 7.20 plainly says, For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. Yeah, that first option doesn't work. This leads me to the second option regarding sanctification or holiness. This option can be summed up in these words. God likes to forgive And I like to sin. We make a great pair. 
The second option doesn't worry about striving for perfection at all. In fact, it doesn't strive at all. I was a sinner when God calls me and I'm going to remain a sinner. I fail, but that's what I do. I can't change. God loves me just as I am, so I'll remain without one plea. Oh, I tried it in the past, but now I'm done. I'm a sinner. You might as well deal with it. I've seen those holy rollers. You know, you won't find me trying to lead a holy life. Those people take religion just a bit too seriously. And, well, we would call them works righteous folks, you see. You can't trust in good works. And that's good because I don't have any good works. But there are those who claim to be Christian while living in sin. And the scriptures roundly condemn this second approach. James 2.17 says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. It doesn't exist. St. Paul had words for someone, someone who tried to embrace their sin. In 1 Corinthians 5, verses 1-6, through he says it this way, It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not as much even named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And you are puffed up, and have not rather mourned that he who hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. Now verily, I am absent in the body, but present in the spirit, and I have judged already, as though I were present concerning the one who has done this deed. And in the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ is there, deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. Your glorying is not good. Glorying in sin, that is. Know ye that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Yes, Jesus declares that believers will bring forth an abundance of good works. He says in John 15:5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Now my sinful nature likes option two, because then I get to live in my sin. And option one is completely beyond my ability. But there is a third option, and this is what the scriptures present concerning sanctification. In today's epistle, St. Paul says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we are not to just give in. We're not to be conformed to this sinful world so that we live in sin. St. Paul speaks about a renewing of the mind so that we are transformed. Now, St. Paul must have known that when we come to faith in Christ, we're not perfect. And so he speaks about a resistance. He speaks of a resistance to these sinful pressures that continue to exert themselves on us and are also within us. And so he says there needs to be an ongoing resistance, renewing of the mind, the Christian minds. He speaks of a process, a process of being transformed. 
So St. Paul is not telling us to give up on our pursuit of good works, and, and that would also be a perfection. Don't give up on the pursuit of that. However, he's also cognizant of the fact that this struggle that we have between our sinful nature and our new Christian man can be exhausting. St. Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, acceptable to God, which is your... uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. So he says to us, I I beseech you, I pray you, please, don't give up this fight. Um, Instead, you need, he is urgently pleading with us to live the Christian life. Christians present their bodies as living sacrifices. They desire to please God because God has already freely forgiven us our, our sins because of Jesus. And so the believer lives a life of thanksgiving. That's the Christian's reasonable service, as Paul describes it. The person who no longer struggles against his sin is no Christian. The person who openly leads an immoral life and doesn't care Well, he is deceived into thinking he is holy, and he is not. Now, the non-Christian, the one who only has a sinful nature, is unable to have any improvement or any progress. But the person who is in the Christian faith has been given a new person in Christ. And so they come, they study, they hear the word of God. It renews their mind. They learn about the traps of the devil, and they avoid them. They hear about the power of the word and they come to hear it. And they have been given the power of the Holy Spirit to transform their lives so that they please God. Only Christians can know the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now this doesn't mean that we don't sin daily, but we struggle against that sin daily. When we hear the word of God, we hear to confess our sins. When we hear the word of God, we trust in the forgiveness. At the end of today's Holy Gospel, it summed up Jesus' life. His life from age 12 until the time of baptism at about the age of 30. It summed it up with these words. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. For the human nature of Jesus, there was growth. And progress. Through his hearing of the word, Jesus increased in the wisdom, and he increased in favor or grace with his Father. Our Christian life, then, too, for we have been adopted as God's children, our Christian life includes a striving against sin and God working in us to do that which is good. And so today we ask that God would help us in this striving against sin. The prayer that we had, O Lord, we implore you mercifully to receive the prayers of your people who call upon you and grant that we may both perceive and know what things we ought to do. Teach us, Lord, so that we would know that and also may have the grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. That grace and power comes through the gospel message, the forgiveness of sins. And with God forgiving us our sins, He moves us so that we might strive towards that 
holiness or sanctification which he desires to give us. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page 143, Create in Me. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks that though we are unworthy because of our sin, you have received us into your Christian church where we believe in Christ's healing words of forgiveness. Let us pray to the Lord. We ask that your people would be given a faith that's grounded in the Holy Scriptures, that they would read and mark, learn and inwardly digest it. Give all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, the faith to be faithful servants, those who declare Jesus' words of authority in heaven and on earth. Send your Holy Spirit upon our Director Keeley, our teachers and staff, so that the children at our Learning Center would believe your word. Bless the ministry at St. Luke Lutheran Church, as well as Homer Evangelical Lutheran Mission, both in Alaska, and their pastor, Timothy Tolar. Let us pray to the Lord. Give all those who have been entrusted with governing, our President Joe, our Vice President Kamala, our Chief Justice John, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, all our judges, Give them the determination to give themselves fully to their duties and responsibilities. Defend and protect our military personnel, those scattered throughout the world, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, as well as those who work in law enforcement, especially Daniel and Alex. Let us pray to the Lord. O God, your compassions never fail. Give healing to the sick, relief to the suffering, Peace to the sorrowful, mercy to every soul that is distressed, that they may find in you the help that only you can give. Be with our shut-in Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Stan, (coughs) Levi, Jennifer, who has surgery coming up. Be with Victor and Marcia, Anita, as she continues to recovery, and with Shirley, who has tests this week. We ask your blessing upon uh, the families who have lost loved ones, who have lost Daryl and and Karen this week, uh, that they might look to Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life. As our students return uh, to classes again, we ask that you would bless Sarah and Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Cameron, Benjamin, and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. 
Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And now we praise you, for you sent us your only begotten Son, and that in him being found in fashion as a man, you manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled to serve you constantly. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.